Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, I'm going to spend a little time right now talking about, I guess, the overarching theme here. You could call it cancel culture if you wanted. Um, That might be a little too general in some instances. But um, we're talking right now about a move that um, really, I, I... boggles my mind, really, that it's happening in 2022. But the U.S., at least parts of the U.S., is traveling full speed in reverse, back to the days of banning books, even book burnings. Yeah, they had a good old-fashioned book burning in Tennessee last week, a big one, too. Um, And just as troubling, a Tennessee school board unanimously decided to ban a graphic novel called Mouse. Now, this graphic novel won a Pulitzer Prize for Arthur Art Spiegelman. It's been a part of many, many school curriculums for years now. It's a depiction of the Holocaust um, done through the medium of a graphic novel. And as I say, it's won a Pulitzer. It's been revered worldwide. And now it's banned for grade eight students in Tennessee. Let's have a chat about that. We're going to talk to Charlotte Chalier, who's in Victoria. I'm going to have to get two people on the air at the same time here. And... Natalie Fingerhut, also joining us. Natalie is the editor of the New Jewish Press, and Charlotte is a professor at the University of Victoria and editor of But I Live, Three Stories of Child Survivors of the Holocaust. Um, ladies, thank you both for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you so thank much you, for having us. Why an don't important we... important conversation. It really is. It, and it's also mind-boggling that we're doing this in 2022, but here we are. Um, so let's talk about why it is so important and why it's so mind-boggling. First of all, let's just, for people who aren't familiar with the work itself, Mouse, um, let's just, um, uh, Charlotte, maybe you can give us an, uh, an idea of what it's about and why it is so important. Yes, and uh, thank you for having us on the on the show, Shay. So, Mao's really is a foundational, critically important, and relevant text in Holocaust education. So, Art Spiegelman's parents both are Auschwitz survivors, and and he engages particularly with his father in in a very intimate, difficult conversation about about the father's experiences of survival, but also his life after, and his very challenging, difficult, heartbreaking relationship uh, with his son, who who is Art, Art Spiegelman. And I think, I just want to say, this book is, is so critical for Holocaust education. It's really almost not, even not possible to think of not teaching it. I've been teaching it for many years in my university uh, classes. And whenever I ask at the end of the, the course, which is the text that most profoundly um, impacted you? And it's always mouse. And I just want to mm. add, be- uh, before I give uh, Nat- Natalie an opportunity to talk, I, ha- I had a very reluctant reader at home, my son. <laughs> and it was really through graphic novels that, yes. that, he, that, that he got engaged in the subject matter. And, and we have so many amazing graphic novels that deal with very... Um, difficult themes in in social justice they make the work accessible they're multi-layered and and it's really i think one of the issues was with with the banning is that 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 it it displayed profanity and nudity and nakedness and and natalie can speak more to that we 
this is what genocides are all about. And we, we cannot shelter students from this experience. But what we can do is create age-appropriate and trauma-informed teaching resources. And MOUSE is all that. Well, that's the thing I wanted to ask. And Natalie, maybe you can expand on that a little bit. The sure. fact that it's a graphic novel, I mean, it, it, it's historical. It, it, it documents um, time in Auschwitz and, and, and the survival story of two people that went through Auschwitz. But it, it does it in such a way that it is accessible to kids. I mean, it tells it, the characters are animals, for starters, and it's done in a graphic novel format. Exactly. And I think just talking about what, what Charlotte was, uh, was talking about, it's a graphic novel, especially for younger audiences, tend to be less intimidating, they're more accessible. They're much harder to disassociate from because you're actually looking at people. In Charlotte's book, But I Live, they are images of the people. In Mouse, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant metaphor of the people being depicted as, as cat and mouse. Uh, so we need to have more books, more books mm-hmm. like this that can inspire empathy and tolerance and counter the appalling hate and prejudice and racism that is everywhere you look right now. Um, what about the reason, and, and Charlotte touched on it, but Natalie, I'll ask you, they're, they're banning a book on the Holocaust. Um, they're... Nudity and profanity is the big issue here. That means that we can't learn about the extermination of six million people and a third of the Jewish people. It's mind-boggling that they're issue. Uh, And the upsetting part is nudity and profanity. That's right. And non-sexual nudity, right? It's non-sexual nudity and some pretty mild swearing. And to my mind, we've just created a lost opportunity of talking to students about a relatively recent instance of mass murder. This is not the Middle Ages. No. This is, this is 80 years ago. And then I think we also need to consider what happens when that opportunity for education is not taken. How does that gap in a student's knowledge of, of real history get filled? And this raises the possibility and the likelihood of students learning revisionist history, history that is divorced from facts, uh, it leads to the possibility of the Holocaust being minimized or at worst denied. Uh, and Charlotte talks about this point in her article, that, that there's a fear that students will glom on to individual acts of heroism. And then they see heroism as the, as the core lesson of the Holocaust, when in fact, the lesson of the Holocaust is about hate, it's about collaboration, it's about indifference, and it's about bystanding. And that's the lost opportunity right. that we have when that, that uh, school board banned mouse. Charlotte, it's a lost opportunity, absolutely, especially for those students of that school board in Tennessee. But um, as often is the case, it's created perhaps a larger opportunity. We're talking about it today, and sales of mouse have absolutely exploded. On Amazon, it's the number one selling book. So, I mean, there is an upside here. There is an upside. And I would like to also um, enlarge the discussion and say we need to push back against this to an ongoing commitment to Holocaust education, middle school, high schools, colleges, and universities also here in Canada. So in British Columbia, uh, the Holoc- learning in, about the Holocaust is not mandated. So my son, again, who I always bring into this discussion, he doesn't like it. He's 16 <laughs> now. He's in grade 10. 
He hasn't had a single teaching unit about the Holocaust. And that's, that's really problematic. Now, um, sometimes there's a reluctance and I say we can't really mandate it. It will privilege it. But it is, it is so important. And it's so, also so important in the contemporary context where we have inflationary use of Holocaust imagery at anti-vaccine mandate mm-hmm. protests. And, and Natalie described it so well. It dehistoricizes the Holocaust. It misrepresents it and distorts it. And if, if, if youth and young students know the Holocaust in this way or in, in a way it's been misappropriated in, in public culture, that's been an ongoing issue. So, so oftentimes we know a little bit, but we don't know the full story. So, but if we see this escalation of imagery and if there's no critical consciousness about the past, I think the moment is right for us to say, okay, this happened with mouse, but what does this mean for a Canadian context? What are we teaching in middle and high schools? Where oftentimes mouse is, sorry to say, is not even in the curriculum. And, and so it's a time, I think we, we really need a concerted effort to say we need to, we need to push back against this. Well, and Natalie, both of you work on that. And I know you're the editor of the New Jewish Press and you're committed to making sure works of literature around this and graphic novels like this are, 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 are a continuing thing. Does this add more importance to the work that you do? Is this, is this something, how does it affect what you do? Well, I, I believe, I mean, given that I work in publishing, I believe strongly that books have a lot of power. And you sort of alluded to this in the beginning. The, the reason why books are banned and burned is because they are just that powerful. Words and images and stories, they have the power to change people and to counter hate and prejudice. And it has informed my work because I want, I need to, I feel compelled to publish more work like this that can have that can have an impact and again the graphic novel format is very appealing to yeah. younger younger readers yeah absolutely um uh, ladies thank you both so much for being here this morning an important discussion and i'm glad you shared it with us thank you Shay, for having us you bet that's natalie fingerhut and charlotte chalier if i'm saying that correctly and i think i am right sarah Charlotte Chalier, who is a professor at the University of Victoria and editor of the But I Live, Three Stories of Child Survivors of the Holocaust. Natalie is the editor of the New Jewish Press.